Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking Shot. I am Ross Grieve. And I'm Matt Jacobs. And we are back together, just Matt and I this week, and we're going to be discussing the street photography film that we both made together. Um, it's an insight into street photography. We'll pop the link to the film uh, down in the details below. You can check it out. But um, it's great to see you, mate. You've been also um, out in uh, Egypt. I'm I've still been. on Egypt time now. I'm still a bit tired, still recovering. You've been out there for two and a half, three weeks, something like that. Uh, most of the time spent underwater. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Good times. Yeah, fantastic. Really, really good. Lots of dolphins, eagle rays. But that's a whole new podcast altogether, I think, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yes. So, um, this basically, Matt and I, uh, I was up in London and was staying at Matt's and we decided to head into London to uh, record, we'll go and shoot some street photography. Yeah, it was going to be street stuff, wasn't it? Mm. And we got on the train and this uh, couple, elderly couple across oh, from us. fantastic, yeah. This guy had the most tremendous moustache, didn't he? Yeah. And we started talking to him. It's like a wing commander. He was, he was. Complete biggles, wasn't he? And uh, we started talking to him, and then we, um, you, well, you sort of came up with the idea, why, why don't we do a film when we get into town? Yeah. Uh, and I said, yeah, that's cool. And then you sort of, it dawned on you, you went, oh, I've only got one lens. And I went, well, so have I, because that's how I shoot my street photography. Yeah. Uh, one camera, one lens. So you were going to shoot this film, uh, one camera, one lens. And it sort of went from that. Um, if you're wondering about all the sort of background noise here, we're actually um, up in a hotel bar at the moment, just recording this um, in the middle of the day. So um, you decided it would be a good idea to head into Camden. You were the tour guide, really, weren't you? Yeah, we were on the train. And I just thought, I've got the wrong lens on for any street stuff. I've got the, uh, the Noctichron, what is it, 42.5, which is 85mm yeah. full frame, mm, isn't that's it? That's right. Um... And I just thought, oh, Ross, you're such a master at street stuff. I can't sort of compete. I don't want us to be like a little kid sort of following you around trying to do the same thing. And I thought, why don't I film you doing your stuff? Yeah, because I was shooting on uh, with a GX9 yeah. with a 15mm, so 30mm yeah. 30, 30 and equivalent. So quite different lenses we were using. Yeah. Um, but that sort of complemented each other with yeah, the way yeah. we're filming. Really well. Um, and you know the thing is, when you go out with more than one lens, you've got to think, oh, I've got it there, I've got to use it. This is it, yeah. I think sometimes if you restrict yourself, you can come up with some wonderful stuff. Restriction mm. can be a really good thing sometimes if you restrict yourself. It really just makes you be quite disciplined, doesn't it, with it your does, shots? yeah. More creative as well. You've got to think about the shot, yeah. So we arrived, we arrived into King's Cross. Yeah, we were going to go to Shoreditch. We've been there before. We had some good stuff, didn't we? At Brick Lane, where you like it around there because mm. of the bagel shops. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> I'll drag you maybe walk about me. three miles to a bagel shop once. God, in the middle of the summer. But um, no, I said, why don't we get off at King's Cross and have a slow stroll um, along the canal? So we walked all the way from King's Cross all the way to Chalk Farm, but we had a real slow stroll, and the characters we met were just fantastic. It they? was. It was very random, wasn't it? Yeah, really, really cool. Um, and when you, when you sort of watch the film, you'll sort of find out how I sort of uh, interact with people as well. And people talk about street photography and street portraits, uh, which is mentioned um, in the film. And they are two sort of different disciplines, obviously same locations, mm. but uh, two different disciplines. Um, street portraits, obviously the person is completely interactive with you and your street photography is more observation-wise and more documentary style. We... Met some wonderful characters. You couldn't have scripted the day, really. No, no. And the, one of the first guys we saw, well, apart from the couple on the train, was a guy playing the piano, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that was at St Pancras, wasn't it? Yeah. St Pancras. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like a public piano that anybody can play on it. Yeah, he was actually playing quite badly, wasn't he? As well. <laughs> and then two young lads came on. They, they must have been at twelve yeah. or thirteen. Yeah, and they said, yeah. and they were fantastic. Yeah. But that's another thing. I'm I'm very wary of photographing uh, children. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then if I was going to photograph them, I wouldn't show their faces and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But you want to have per- parental permission. Your mindset is filming something like that. How do you approach that? I mean, there was no script. We, we hadn't planned anything. There was no storyboard. Yeah. We basically went rogue, if you like. It's, yeah, just, just observing you, really, observing my surroundings and what you were going to do. It's hard. Sometimes it was a bit tricky not to get in your way. I didn't want to, if I wanted to film you, especially the piano shot, mm. I, didn't want, I didn't want you to get me in. So I had to sort of get close to you and get you shooting, but I didn't want to get in your way. And also didn't want other people to know that I was filming you, filming them. Yeah. Yeah. We only got that with the um, the Robbie Williams fans. They wanted to know, a lot of people wanted to know who you were and yeah. what I was doing. They were quite nice about it, but they wanted to know why I was filming you, filming them, yeah. which was all nice. So it's just sort of looking about not getting in your way. But I mean, with the one lens, I was quite restricted what I could film and how close or how far. But it, it was not. It's a lovely lens. It's quite a cinematic lens to use. It's nice. And it's a beautiful portrait lens as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a, it's a micro four third system, and a lot of people think, oh gosh, it's a small sensor, you can't get beautiful results on it. Yeah. But it's it just absolutely knocks it out the park. To be yeah. fair, it's a beautiful piece of glass. Shooting but at twenty four frames a second as well gives you a lovely cinematic look with that lens as well. Yeah. So we met we met uh, some Pancras, then we then we started walking along. Uh, we walked up from the the station, and then we saw some. Um, there was some. Uh, it was a building site, wasn't it? And there was some coloured boards. And one of my th- the things yeah, I yeah. love to do is drag the shutter or have a slow shutter speed. Yeah. And we saw the most bizarre sort of image on the billboard. I, we didn't actually put it in the film. It was it was an odd photograph. And is it of the girl? The yes, yeah, yeah. It was um, an, an odd photograph, um, which you wouldn't sort of put out there as, no. as a photographer. But, but it, it did create some good sort of comedy photos mm. incorporating that but the whole observation thing about about <coughs> colour and stuff Matt's just choking on it um, right. sorry about that bit of ice back in the room yeah sorry excellent whiskey sorry go on carry on yeah we came out of some pancreas station and we sort of walked up and there was an opportunity to shoot some really beautiful colour mm. uh, against the background and it was this, um, there was this building site where he had some sort of Boarding, which which is great around London, and that was pretty cool. We sort of moved on from that, and then we went up, and I think yeah, that's when we started walking along the canals, wasn't mm. it? Because we should say the light was absolutely horrible that day. It was, flat. It was so flat. It really was the worst time to shoot for any film or photography. So it's amazing that we got the results we did. We did well. I think we should have we used the canal to our advantage. We sort of almost used the canal like a reflector mm. because especially when we went to the tunnels, the lights coming down, it's bouncing off that. Then yeah, it's yeah. hitting the ceilings, and you'll see some of the imagery in there um, that sort of uh, shows that. So when you're in that situation, you sort of have to think a little bit because yeah. the lights so flat. You want to you want to push it a bit. We should say all the film was all handheld as well, no tripod. That's a real testament to the yeah. stabilisation there. Yeah. But also going out when you're going to shoot street photography, and you know, like you were fair play to you. Uh, shooting that um, without a tripod and stuff. When you shoot street photography, you don't want to be walking around with a tripod. No, sorry, I meant me, not yeah, you. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, oh, that's what I meant as well. Yeah, yeah. And so also filming, you you know, that documentary style, you don't want to be no, no, exactly, yeah. noticed. Yeah. But if you had had a kit bag with a load of lenses and... Yeah, yeah. And it's quite liberating, isn't it, walking I don't around. think we'd have got the shots we did get. I don't think we could have made the film if we'd have had a load of gear. I really don't think we... You know, changing lenses and stuff and getting yeah. people to stop and wait while we did that. But what, what's your... What, I mean, your mindset when you go out... 
because I know you like to actually have the music before yeah, yeah, you even start filming. I'm and we didn't have that. Want, yeah, but, but I, was, I was thinking about what sort of music I'd want while I was filming. You want something that's, you know, it's going to keep the audience's interest. Yeah. Like with the homeless shot, it's quite, it's quite sort of tear-jerking, quite dramatic. Yeah. But there's uplifting parts to music as well. It's not all depressing. It's, so I wanted something that sort of went up and down and flowed. And that's the way to keep someone's interest. It's quite hard, as I was saying to you earlier. Mm. We just showed a, the film to a guy a moment ago, an, an ex-journalist, and he said it was very engaging. It's quite hard to keep someone's interest in a film for seven minutes. Yeah, it doesn't feel like seven minutes, no. does it, when you watch it? So, so you've got to let it flow. You've got to let it tell the story. Story. It's got to go up and down. That's where we've got the uh, the humour of the uh, the Gumbies, the Monty Python people, just after the pathos of the uh, of the homeless people, and it's keeping the audience's interest. And that's where the music plays a big part. And that was so sad, really. And mm-hmm. the, the irony, you know, we'd been shooting all day, and then yeah. my, my battery ran out. Yeah, and right, the right. Whole, that, yeah, the whole irony of not being able to show them. Yeah, that that was the best shot in my view of the um, the whole day. It was fantastic. But shot that that, that's one of the things about street photography that I love. You cannot predict what's going to happen. No, no. You know, with the couple who walked into the background made that shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they had been hadn't been there, it would have been okay. Yeah, but it wouldn't have as been as dramatic. Mm-hmm. And you know you can you can have a look at that when you, you check out the but film. Even on the film when they walk, there's a couple that actually walks past on the film. They've got a big H and M bag yeah. full of shopping. It really is the have and the have nots, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's a, it's a, London's an amazing city. Mm. There's um and I and I actually went and shot some street stuff there last Christmas. And I did this contrast of Christmas. Mm. And I shot a doorman at Harrods. And then I uh, went looking. I actually found a homeless person. And yeah. I spoke to him, engaged with him, and he allowed me to take his photo. So he understood what the contrasts were. So you've got someone at Christmas who's mm. fallen on bad times, not having the best of luck. And then you've got the chocolate box, sort of stereotypical, you know, working class, if you like, Christmas of the man at Harrods and people rushing yeah. back in all their, their presents and stuff. I think London always has been like that. It always will. You'd always have that yeah. incredible disparity there between rich and poor, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, the likes of social media and, and, and films make mm. that more apparent, which is I think is a good thing, awareness. Yeah. Um, I think that's incredibly important. Um, I think you talk a lot on the film as well about the respect when you shoot people. It's having respect and chatting to people, engaging with them. You're not just taking advantage no. by saying, I'm going to take your picture. I'm just going to sort of engage with you just to get the yeah. picture. It is a genuine, when you see him chatting to the uh, the Monty Python guys, mm. you can see in Ross's face, it's a genuine interest. And we had a, we, sp- we spent a good five or ten minutes just chatting to they them. Were laugh, yeah. they, they were fantastic. They were fantastic. They were in full character. And then yeah, I mean, the yeah. guy I spoke to, then he spoke to me and went, oh, we had a fantastically <laughs> splendid day. And I just was not expecting you know um it was such a it was such a quintessentially english scene as well that, you know i'm going to dress up for the afternoon as the gumbies well I, I did a bit of research after that and they were actually there there's oh, you said that, yeah it was to a do a world record for the gumbies at the roundhouse did you send it to anybody or not you should have sent it to them i did i uh i think it was too late afterwards i didn't find that out until our, uh, oh, shame. gone past the time which is, to, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a journalist typical yeah, yeah. sort of thing. I sort of go out there to, I don't know, inverted commentaries, yeah, yeah. create moments, um, not necessarily create press moments, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Because some, we were talking to someone earlier and they said, oh, you know, street photography, what is it? Is that sort of, you know, paparazzi and stuff? I mean, no, no, no. It's This is... It's observation skills and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and that's what's involved. But, you know, the Gumbies were fantastic. 
you know, we had the Gumbies, we had the homeless people, we had the uh, Australian Robbie fans, which was insane. They've been flown all the way from Australia for that one concert. They've yeah. been there, what, three nights? They actually yeah. had a hotel down the road, yeah. ironically. They'd go for a shower and a wee for, <laughs> like, uh, for an hour and then come back yeah. and, and sit there to get their space. Well, and one of the cool characters was Will. And oh, he was the, Italian, yeah. He was the Italian guy who I photographed with tattooed a van, one. tattooed, uh, and he was against a white van. Yeah, and he sort of just gave this really cool sort of signal, and he, and he was. He, I walked past him. You clocked him. I actually missed yeah. him. I was looking at my camera, and I missed him. You, you clocked him. And said, "Oh, what about him?" And I went up and we had a chat. And he said, "Yeah, yeah, this is really cool." And I said, oh, "I just stand there, bang." And we got this really cool yeah. image of him. And without that engagement, we wouldn't have had that reaction. No. And he was he was awesome. I think that was the thing with the whole day and the whole film. Nothing was forced. No. We didn't say let's go out and try and find someone that looks good. Mm. You see us in the pub there. We had a pub lunch. We just stopped when we wanted. Yeah. And that, it just all came together. I think that's that that comes through in the film. I think yeah. if you go out to do something and force it, you probably wouldn't find the characters. And I think frustration would come into your imagery yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it ends nicely on the underground. That was all nice and fluid mm. as well. Yeah. But what's quite nice, you would go back to the whole respect thing there. If you get into a community and you're going out and you're photographing with and respecting what people are doing, and because if you go into respect, then you get back to that location and you start becoming part of that community and they'll yeah. recognise, oh, look, Ross is here, great, let's, and that community grows and you sort of start getting entrenched in that community That's and it. it helps your photography as well. Yeah. And one of the things I talk about a lot, it's so easy to go up to people and say hello, but very little people do it now. That's right, yeah. Because they're, they're on their phones, they're texting people. I've been at my mate's house and he's texting his wife who's on the sofa on the other side of the room. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But people have forgotten the art of communication. And I think that's what uh, a lot of the problem is today. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't have a problem. Do, we have, do we have anybody that... There's, there's, oh, there's, there's one person, there's sorry. One, one person. That was at the start. And we sort of said... Um, Who was that? Which one He was having his lunch and he was just by the canal. There's an archway and he was sitting there. I think he had a bike beside him as well. That was it, yeah. And he yeah. had this amazing beard and he's a really interesting character. And I sort of said, G'day, mate. How's it going? Do you mind if, we take, if I take your photograph? And he said, oh, not really. I said, that's cool. No worries. Enjoy yeah. your day. He was the only one, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, fair enough, you've got to respect that. Yeah, yeah. I always explain to people that I will show them the photograph, I will send them the photograph as well. You can't yeah. expect to take someone's photo and not send them a copy. Mm. Plus, I mean, I've done this before, and I've photographed someone, shown him the photo, and he was a sous chef at quite a well-known restaurant, wow. and then work follows on for that. So it, it does have opportunities, but you just have to sort of treat it right rather than force it. And I think so. I think it's, uh, people can come across as very cold, but if you engage with people, like the dude under the bridge was fantastic. He was. He, someone like him can look quite fierce you're walking under a bridge and you, you wouldn't necessarily talk I think he spoke to us first I think yeah. and he said we just started chatting to him and we you, spoke, you, spoke you to him yeah. and I went up and said because yeah. he looked like Snoop Dogg didn't he yeah and he was he said yeah and he, he was just a really nice guy yeah. and we spent five ten minutes photographing chatting with him but you know most people wouldn't even look at him or, or, no. or chat to him but he was he was a really nice guy he yeah. was cool he was cool so um and and the, again the light bouncing off the river and stuff in those flat conditions yeah. was great the beauty about engaging with people is you talk to really interesting characters and you find yeah. the stories about them. And I think that's part of the enjoyment yeah. when we go out. I mean, some obviously you're not going to see that in stills, but hopefully you see some of their, you know, their character come through. But actually talking to them is 
is is quite rewarding yeah. as photographers and a filmmaker. We should say a little bit about putting the film together as well. The narration yeah. was done because Ross lives in Pembrokeshire. I'm in London, and uh, with technology, we can just cut that now. It was so easy to do, wasn't it? Ross mm. just talked over the film as he saw it. He done about three or four takes for each scene, sent them over to me, and I chopped and chose what I wanted, cut it up, and put it together. Yeah. So basically, I had a microphone uh, in front of me. I'm recording into Adobe Audition. Mm-hmm. So and then like a wave file is sent to Matt, and then he would. You were on the phone at one point, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, while you were doing it. And you, I was recording, and then you go, no, do that again, do that, do this. And then I would, and what was important, the way I actually treated my audio as well, because you can have an amazing film. Yeah. And if you have poor audio, that film's going to fall apart. We got that really rich. You done well in the end. That was lovely. Yeah. It took a little bit, but yeah, I, yeah. I remember sending you a photo of all my notes and stuff. <laughs> it's hard trying to balance the narration as well. Some people obviously put the music too loud and the vocals can get lost. So yeah. we got we got a really nice balance there of music and voice. It's really nice. It comes across well in different systems. But what I, what I enjoyed about what you did is you actually put a little bit of sound design in there as well. Yeah. So um, if someone's lis- watching it or listening to it, you'll hear pops and thunder at the right time. And Matt's actually Quite put subtle, that over, yeah. subtle, but he's put that over the music. So it just brings everything and it holds the film. It should be sort of unconscious. You shouldn't yeah. consciously be aware of it, but it just brings it in. Yeah. Uh, won't tell you where it is. Just have a look at the film and you'll you'll notice it unconsciously. Yeah. But it's um, it was it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. We've got another one in the pipeline we're going to do about you doing your portrait stuff which will be good. We were talking about that before we yeah. just started recording. You in the studio and you probably in Pembrokeshire on the beaches and stuff or in the forest. I think that would be a, a really nice one. Yeah, if absolutely. If you're working like that. And likewise, if you've got uh, more ideas that you'd like us to maybe uh, film um, or guests you'd like us to do, you know, we'll, we'll certainly look into that as well. Portrait of an artist thinking about a series. I think it'll be a, a cool thing. Yeah. You're still on Egyptian time. I am, time. sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking at Matt. He's, he's dazed. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to stay away. It's only two hours ahead, but Egyptian time is weird. Two hours. He's a lightweight, he is. Hey, Matt, it's always a pleasure meeting up. I yeah. know it's a short little podcast, but it's quite a good little narration. And what we're also thinking of doing um, is maybe a director's cut of it. Um, yes, I think that'd be nice, yeah. So what a director's cut is, we'll actually, uh, Matt and I will sit down and we'll talk you through the process, which we've done a little bit today. Yeah. But it'll be more sort of, well, more intimate, I guess. Yeah. And that'll sort of uh, show you how to do it. Because, you know, we're quite transparent on, on how we shoot. Yeah. And I always sort of think if... A group of people went out and shot the same thing. They're going to have different results because they'll they'll expose it differently, they'll compose it differently, they'll treat it differently. Especially if you're a budding filmmaker, like I said, it's it's keeping someone interested. It's quite a skill to keep someone interested for those seven minutes. There's that old adage, you know, with making films, you can scare me, you can upset me, you can confound me, but do not bore me. Yeah. And that is the cardinal sin. Do not bore your audience. Do anything you like to them, but don't bore them. So I can tell you behind how I kept people engaged with the music and the sound design and telling the story it's always important you have to have that beginning middle and end always definitely well on that uh, note of boredom (laughs) (laughs) Um, we'll wrap up Um, but if you want to leave us some comments um, email us at uh, podcast at talkingshot.co.uk if you want to leave us a comment on uh, the Apple iTunes that really helps our ratings as well five stars always good link to the film link to the film will be in the description below just just have a look at that and there'll be a link for, for Matt's work as well Have a check out some of his beautiful underwater work and he's got some other stuff he does actually shoot above water as well as uh, as you'll see from the street stuff but it's, it is fantastic work so um, huge fan mate it's always Thank a you. pleasure talking to you and, and you. Um, until next time bye bye <laughs>